Coming to you from the Morningstar Mission sponsored studio, this is Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, on this Freedom Friday, we have got a cool opener for you. And I don't, I don't know how to say this except to say it for what it is. God is changing lives all over the globe. And oftentimes he uses crises to bring people to a point of faith. You know, yesterday you brought up that article that you and your wife had read years ago, Proud People versus Broken People. By Nancy DeMoss Wagaman. Yeah, and you know, and I, someone actually found it and sent it to us. They found a link. And, they did? Yes. And so, you know, the, here's the first one. Proud people focus on the failures of others. Broken people are overwhelmed with the sense of their own spiritual need. I think crisis does that. It it highlights spiritual need like nothing else. Yeah, you're right on, Allie. Boy, crisis reveals need. And I have has anyone ever come to Christ without a crisis of some sort. No. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's a crisis of where will I be for eternity? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or a crisis of who will save me from this addiction? A crisis mm-hmm. of what does my life even mean? Does any yeah. of this matter? Does any of it matter? That's great. Absolutely. And so coming up here in a couple of minutes, Dr. Victor Aktorov, how much do we love this guy? He's with Far East Broadcasting Company, and they are doing amazing work. He's in charge of Eurasia, which Mm -hmm. is Ukraine and Russia and a little bit beyond. But when you pump the gospel out of Kiev in Ukraine, it bounces into Vlad territory. Oh, Vlad, he ain't happy about that. And it's hard to it's hard to believe. But one year ago today was when this invasion started. It's been a full year and the amount of loss and the amount of devastation there. And his broadcasters are doing incredible work ministering to people who have become acutely aware of their spiritual need. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, so need proves can often push us over the threshold from death to life. But need can also push us from life to a deeper level of dependence and therefore a deeper level of fruit. And I think we're going to hear that today. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, Dr. Victor Aktorov, again, the director of Far East Broadcasting for Eurasia. Many of you in the Boom Crew have pitched money to antennas and getting studios online. It's amazing how cost-effective ministry is beyond the United States. It really is. Everything costs billions of dollars here, but it seems like when you get outside of our country, it gets a lot more cost-effective. So coming up, you're going to get an update from Ukraine, plus an opportunity if you want to invest in a ministry. He's going to tell you what the greatest need is right now. Get more from your morning show. Check us out on social media. Just search Carlin Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. One of the things that we've been wanting to do this whole week is talk about breakthrough and the power of it. You know, I don't know that there's ever a breakthrough that happens, Allie, without um, almost a crisis of faith. Something breaking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That's very good. Oh, my goodness. Breaking leads to breakthrough. You hear that in Boom Crew, you hear a character with an accent who even laughs with an accent. (laughs) It's Peter Worrell. He's with us right now. Uh, Talk to us about this before we give the full bio on you, hot dog. Breakthrough is a beautiful thing, isn't it? Well, it is, and I do think that it comes through being broken. So I think that you're you're actually quite correct. Uh, with spiritual growth and development, you can reach a certain stage by yourself. There's different stages of spiritual growth, but there's one spiritual growth stage that only comes when you reach the end of yourself. Mm. And uh, you've probably heard the phrase, the long, dark night of the soul. Oh, I have. <laughs> yes. I've lived it. <laughs> exactly. Well, I know with your testimony of being in Alaska, yeah. that there must have been a time when you just came to the end of yourself and you thought, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? Yeah. Uh, I I had come to that stage when I was about age 37. I was a teacher at Moody Bible Institute, but uh, I didn't know how to deal with emotional issues. So um, uh, the emotional background really wasn't part of my faith growing up. 
And so I, I actually had these overwhelming emotional negative feelings like depression and anxiety. And I, I, I had a, a feeling that I used to tell my colleagues, I, I don't have depression and anxiety. This is not something I have. I'm not going to have it. And uh, in the end, it broke me. Yeah. And I had to be broken so I could have the breakthrough of seeing a, uh, a spiritual counselor, talking to him, talking it out. And actually, things got worse before they got better. Mm. We got a special guest here, Peter Worrell. Give the bio on this crazy guy. Associate Professor of Educational Ministries here at the Moody Bible Institute. Matt, where are you originally from? I'm from Plymouth, England. Plymouth, England. I, I'm okay. a Plymouth brethren. So there's a there's <laughs> are a, you? I am. You're Plymouth brethren from Plymouth, England. I am. Okay, uh, so let's back up here. Uh, you felt for years like. Uh, and I think anyone that's been on a spiritual journey has a certain amount of denial about aspects of the Christian faith mm-hmm. that like, oh, I won't ever deal with that. And then boom, yeah. Yeah. it happens. Were you raised in a culture that wanted to deny emotion? Mm-hmm. Was that the Christian kind of culture? And I'm yeah. not knocking oh, that culture. I, I but- understand. And and uh, it, it was a, a loving Christian culture that it, it preached the word faithfully. Yes. It even interpreted the word faithfully and didn't apply the word at all. Oh. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. It, it was very, very faithful with its exposition of scripture. And it told you this is what it meant to the original audience. It told you this is what it meant. But people who were dealing with things like I was in the congregation, it didn't say, well, this is for you. You you learned to exposit uh, the the Bible for other people, yeah. and and for what they were going through. But you became a Christian, and everything became perfected in your own life. And there wasn't really a chance to have things wrong after you were saved. Oh wow! So so many of the people in my church, it, it became. I heard you talking about legalism on the radio uh, recently, and. Uh, legalism was a real thing where I became a Christian and now God's fixed everything. So nothing is at all ever wrong in me. And if there is, you stuff it. You stuff it. And so I learned to stuff it. And uh, it came out a little bit when I was about age 27. And then I really kind of put the cap on that. And for about 10 years, I felt nothing very much. And then at about age 37, you can see I'm smiling now because I, I honestly have the joy of the Lord now. <laughs> I, I didn't know what joy even was uh, because I, I had these oppressive emotions that just kind of kept everything down and kept everything under control. This is so important. <laughs> this is really important. I mean. <laughs> Why is this so important? Well, I think uh, many people describe a feeling of numbness. Mm hmm. And how that's one of the most yes. terrifying feelings. It's yes. one thing to feel pain. That's a that's yeah. a bad feeling. You're still feeling something. But you're feeling something. The mm-hmm. feeling of numbness, of yeah. nothingness. Apathy. I think when people get to that place, that's when it gets scary. Yes. It is actually what you're describing is the base emotion. So there are a series of emotions that you can feel that yeah. go deeper and deeper and deeper. The base emotion is not to feel anything anymore. So coming up. What was it? 37 years old. You've got the setup. Couldn't feel anything. How did this breaking happen for our guest, Peter Worrell, <laughs> professor here at Moody Bible Institute? And what kind of breakthrough did it lead to? Keep listening. Freedom Friday here on Carlin Crew Mornings. Your number one hub for freedom stories. You're listening to Carlin Crew Mornings. Oh, boy, boom crew. We have a frequent flyer badge for this young man. I'll start making it now. Yeah, let's get that made up. We're talking about breakthrough all week and on this Freedom Friday. This is important. I didn't even know why it was going to be this important, but boy, God surprises you. There's oftentimes things in the spiritual journey, and God, by his grace, saves us in power, but then he knows, oh, I've got so much work to do in this kid. And layer by layer, I'm going to peel it back. I've I've often said this, and I stole it from someone who stole it from someone else. But, you know, if we were to see the whole enchilada at one time, we may just keel over dead. Mm-hmm. Saw, saw everything the Lord needed to fix in us at one go. For, for sure, for me, that would have been the case. Mm-hmm. But God in his grace peels it back bit by bit. 
Uh, we've got Peter Worrell with us. Um, Allie, let's do a recap of kind of what got us here. Yeah, Peter Worrell is a professor here at Moody Bible Institute. He and his wife speak on marriage, worldview, biblical subjects. They speak frequently. He's sharing that his church upbringing uh, didn't allow room for feelings. So there was this mm-hmm. belief system that once you got saved, everything in your life was perfect. And so all of the hard, <laughs> sticky emotions, all of the trials and difficulties that came, you didn't really know what to do with them. So you kind of stuffed them and went years without feeling much of anything. Yeah. Then you're a professor here. You're 37 years old. What happens where this starts to break? Well, I I was lined up for a a, a ceremony of some kind at at the school. And I talked to Nancy Kane, who you may know, who's Mm -hmm. been a, a professor here. And I said to Nancy, you know, it's kind of strange, but I feel like I want to be in my office curled up under my desk. And she said, uh, you got to talk to somebody about that. And what I actually said to her, <laughs> where, well, only screw-ups talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got to realize that I came to Jesus as a result of this. I mean, I, I really did turn around and I did talk to somebody. It just opened up a, a whole hill full of worms, not even a can of worms, just a whole, uh, whole way of just talking to him that just kind of... Uh, let everything out. But I was resistant to it. And I was proud, very, very proud. And my my pride stopped me from talking to people. Mm. And then I I got past my pride. And like I said to you already, it felt worse. So if feelings are the gauge of how good or bad things are, it felt worse first. But I knew I was doing the right thing. And then it felt better after about five years. And then I got completely healed of everything after about seven years. So it's not a five-minute fix. It's Mm -hmm. not I'm going to talk to you. It's going to be all fine. I talked to people, spiritual counselors, good, solid people, began to release it. And then after a time, it really began to come out, praying with people in my small group, letting them know what I was going through. And then thank God, and it doesn't happen for everybody this way, but thank God that after seven years, I was free from it. You know, it's interesting, Peter, because uh, so I was raised in a church environment. I wasn't saved. So Mm -hmm. I did the pretend thing, not knowing I was pretending. Mm-hmm. But then when I was saved, mm-hmm. authenticity was my brand because yeah. it was later in life. And mm-hmm. I'm like, bull, here it is now. But here's an interesting thing. Yeah. I had to recover from something yes. that was horrible. And mm-hmm. we talk about it a lot around here. Mm-hmm. I still had the culture that I was raised in had a there was a, an undercurrent of should ought to, mm-hmm. duty, mm-hmm. self-help, self-will. Yeah. And when I came to the realization, no, this God who saved me mm-hmm. in his power wants to grow me in his power. Yes. And this is about me yielding to the power of Christ. Yes. Here's what's weird about that. You, yeah. Some people hear you say seven years to, to dig out of what you, yeah. I feel like that lesson alone I've been on a 20-year journey uh-huh. trying to retrain my because I have to yeah. retrain my mind about every other day. It's like yeah. I get into this crazy religious spirit where right. it's like, yeah. I need to, yeah. no, I don't need, this is Christ in me, the hope yes. of glory. It's Christ who retrains your mind. Yes. It, it's submitting to him. And it was actually admitting that I couldn't change anything hmm. that actually was one of the first steps in Christ changing everything. So I stopped trying and I stopped slaving away at it. I, I did bring myself into the presence of God, but it's a surrender to God. It's, Lord, I'm not Lord of my life. I am not in control of anything really very much in my life. It's all over to you. You have it. You're controlling it. You're the master. You're the controller. And then he actually steps in and does his close Oof. surgery and, and changes everything and makes you uh, a healthier person. Allie, this fits exactly with what we're talking about today. The gift of salvation is the gift of God. Where are we at? Ephesians yes. 2, 8, 9. Not by works mm-hmm. so that no one can boast. Amen. And so here's the hook today, guys. You need to hear us right now. If you have been raised with a religious spirit mm-hmm. that you suspect you may not even know the real Jesus— because you've been striving in your own strength to prove yourself worthy of God 
and it's just now lights are just now coming on today could be your day of salvation. So what what do you do with that? We got to con- right now we're going to pray a surrender because there are two groups of people listening. Mm-hmm. Some are genuinely saved, but mm-hmm. they've they're retraining to understand, oh, this isn't about me performing. <laughs> but there's another group that have been trying to earn their validation by all that they could do. Mm-hmm. The latter group is lost. Mm-hmm. The former group needs to be retrained in grace. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's just do this. Let me just say this right now. There's no patent prayer in Scripture. It's a cry of the soul. It's a cry mm-hmm. of the soul that mm-hmm. sometimes comes out in words, but you just say mm-hmm. to God, God, I need you now. Mm-hmm. I've rejected the gift, and I've been trying to work my way to earn it, and it's been in front of me the whole time, and just say, Jesus, I'm, I'm a sinner, and I'm willing to admit it. Mm-hmm. And all my work cannot overcome it. Just tell him that. Mm-hmm. And tell him in this moment, I'm ready for that free gift of salvation right now. Amen. Peter, why don't you pray for the folks that are coming to Jesus right now? I will pray for them. And I will pray for myself in yeah. in just the spirit of this because I, I have had to come to Jesus with nothing. I mean, I, I have qualifications. I have, they're not worth anything. The apostle Paul talks about all the things <laughs> he had. that were, They're fil- filthy rags. They're not worth anything. But if you just come to Jesus with open arms and just say, take me as I am, then he will take you. So let's pray for these people. Dear father, we pray for anybody who's listening for the men and women in the Chicagoland area and beyond who who are lost and who even know you but feel lost in in some way in their heart, Lord. I pray for those people. I pray that you would reach out to them, that you would draw them to yourself, that they would walk with you and they would know the joy of the Lord, the peace of the Lord, the peace that transcends all understanding would just be over them because you would be over them, Father. And I pray that you would lead them Uh, with your son, Jesus, that you would lead them into a reconciliation with yourself that would just bring them that joy and that peace and that endurance that would encourage them to share what they found with others and that the community of God would be built up. Amen. 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 How cool is that? That's awesome. Boom Crew, if you have just surrendered your life to Jesus, we want to help you. Just text the word welcome to 312-274-9624. Text welcome to 312-274-9624. Peter, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Waking you up with adrenaline and Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Hey, I'm Allie. It's Freedom Friday here on Carl and Crew Mornings. I want to invite you to be a pump primer. I've never actually used a well no. Jonathan, have you? Uh, I have not used a well. So <laughs> the closest thing I've used to a well is at my dog park in Oak Park. Uh, they have these little water spigots. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, it's literally a spigot where it's like the metal pipe going up, the spout coming out. And then on the back, they have that lever that you okay. like pull up to pump. You're doing the motion pump. that nobody sees. Yeah, sorry, only you can see it. So it's that, that little metal handle on the back, Boom Crew, that when you pull it up, the water comes out and you kind of have to get it. I think you have to get it pumped to go. Maybe okay. maybe I was messing so up. It's so it's kind of like kind that. Kind of like it. Pump primer. We're moving toward our share. We do this twice a year where we uh, regular programming is paused for just a couple days as we have a big party cast a vision and invite you to partner with us. We're a listener supported station. Something different this year, though, we're have a, a cool incentive for our pump primers, our pre-share givers. Those of you who uh, want to give and choose to do so to help us get a running start before the actual live campaign starts. We've got a gift for you, a gift of any amount, and we want to send you a signed copy of Carl's book, The Seven Resolutions. So if you want to be a pump primer, this is kind of a limited time only deal. So when share starts, this offer expires. But if you want to be a pump primer, just text the word prime to 312-274-9624. Just text the word prime. Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, if you've been listening to Moody Radio at all, you might have heard um, a ministry called India Partners. We're doing a partnership with them. I want to introduce you to David Harms. First, just give us a, give us a little bit of an overview of what India Partners is and what we're aiming to do here. 
Well, India Partners has been around for uh, several decades. Our primary work, would you would imagine, is in India. But one of those areas that we have spent so much time on is the unfortunate area of human trafficking, mm-hmm. child trafficking in particular. Um, there are girls as young as eight that get trafficked into these red light districts. And uh, we work in numerous different ways. But the summary of it is that we uh, work inside the red light districts. We work to get the girls out of those red light districts. And then we have safe houses where they find the healing love of Jesus. And we have numerous safe houses throughout the Mumbai area of India. And that is where they find the, the healing of Jesus because every need gets met. The full room and board Uh, We have twice-a-week trauma counseling for them. They go to a private Christian school. All these things are part of our program uh, that is a long-term program, by the way. They come into our safe houses, and we make sure we take care of them, and we will commit to take care of them until they are 23 years old. Wow. So we know this much. They need two things when they walk in the door. They need time, and they need Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And so the, the work that is getting done Every day is part of that ongoing work of the healing love of Jesus, because as you would imagine, the trauma is pretty steep and pretty deep. David, uh, without getting too graphic, what is the reality that these girls, boys, young women are are facing? What, what is it like, uh, these red light districts? What are they experiencing? Well, it typically begins uh, when somebody in a very rural and poor area goes in as literally an agent or a recruiter, and they trick these girls into coming into the city, or they trick the parents and say, look, I can get your daughter some work in the city, and they'll send money back to you. That's very typical. Hmm. And they end up getting trafficked and sold. And again, they're very young. But when they get into the actual work of the red light district, the owners, especially those first 30 to 60 days, are brutal. Uh, I would tell you uh, in a diplomatic way that they will be forced to be with anywhere on the short end, the low end, eight to as many as 25 customers per day, per day. And again, remember, they're eight, nine, 10, 12, 13 years old. And so what they literally do is try to break their will. And then they start feeding them with the messages that go along with with all that physical abuse, messages like, well, now your parents will never take you back. You will never get married. You will never have a good life. This is your life. This is your destiny. And we know that that is not true. And so what we work to do when we get them into our safe houses is we work to change that message uh, into the fact that God does not make them for that work. They are able to have a reclaimed life in Jesus And we find so much hope in that work, but the trauma is so deep, as you can imagine. If you just do the math and realize, you know, they're going to see 8 to 25 customers a day, it just gets horrific. And that's the kind of damage that we we definitely know that only Jesus can heal. You know, we we talk a lot about freedom uh, on this show. Freedom Friday is one of Mm -hmm. our, our hallmarks. Give us a freedom story of how you've seen God really intervene, because certainly only the love of Christ can penetrate the hardness, the brokenness, the pain, the trauma. Uh, give us a story that you've seen that encourages you. I, I love to tell this story because it just happened. Um, after uh, all the COVID years, I wasn't able to travel to India for a couple of years, uh, but I just come, uh, came back uh, in a couple of weeks ago from my first trip to India for, well, in three years. And I have to go back a little further than that. My very first trip into the red light areas and the safe houses of India Partners was about 10 years ago. And on the day that I was in that safe house for the very first time, there was a young girl brought in to that safe house. She was, get this, six. Mm. She was six years old. Her name is Muskan. And I was there when they processed her in, so to speak, and got the paperwork figured out. And she was just already at that age, pretty vibrant, but damaged big time. You know, tears came so easily for her. And over the years in my visits, I've watched her in the safe house start to grow and mature. And I'll, I'll fast forward because we talk about the, the ongoing work of Jesus in these safe houses. Every day as Muskan was going through our program and learning scripture and having devotion and learning to read and write and to sing and worship in our in our services that we have. Uh, it was like a drop of water every single day, every single day. And so when I met her again uh, just this last, uh, this last couple of weeks ago, uh, we sat down and I hadn't seen her for three years. This young woman is 
vibrant and in love with Jesus, so much so. And I had something happen that's never happened uh, with me at all. We're having this conversation, and at the end of that conversation, I just said, Muscon, I want to pray for you. She said, please. And so we prayed. And we got done after that prayer, and she looked at me and she said, now how can I pray for you? I love that. And I was like, oh, my word, I've never had that happen. Mm. And so uh, I told her a few things that were on my heart, and, uh, and I tell you what, she didn't give me some lip service prayer. Uh, it wasn't a formal prayer as in, oh, you asked, you know, you prayed for me, so now I'll pray for you. It was a five to eight minute heart on fire prayer. Wow. And this girl has just been set free by the love of Jesus from where she came from to where she is now. And so, you know, I asked her, uh, you'll get a kick out of this. I asked her, I said, okay, so, all right, so God's been doing this amazing miracle work. You're You're 17 years old now. I mean, what does the future look like for you? And she goes, well, I did one of these little assessment tests about my skill set, and I either want to be a pilot or a fashion designer. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed. I was like, those are kind of opposite ends of the spectrum there. You're a pretty talented young lady. So, but she's got a future. That's the point. She's been set free for a future. Mm. So we're inviting you to partner with this ministry, India Partners. Your gift helps provide a safety, rescue, care. A couple numbers for you. $62 uh, provides a week of safety, rescue, care, 124, two weeks. And then it goes up from there. But certainly gifts of all amounts go toward providing these safe houses, staffing these safe houses, providing the care, compassion and support that these uh, young people need. Correct? Yeah, that's it. It costs us $3,300 for a year to underwrite their care. And that's every part of it, including the counseling in the private schools. And uh, if you desire, you can help out as well. We've got a keyword for you. Just text the word India to 312 Two seven four nine six two four. Just text the word India to three one two two seven four nine six two four. David, thanks for being with us today. What a joy and delight! Thank you for the partnership. It's so appreciated. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew mornings. When you think about this, we love to talk about this a lot around here, and that is giving hope from the source and understanding that the source, God, the Father the Son, the Holy Spirit, are at work all around the globe. It's it's so cool because we get to partner and understand that we have brothers and sisters around the globe, some in harm's way, who are constantly providing hope, just like we are here in the mornings. But they're in areas of the world that are tough. And that's why it's always awesome to have Dr. Victor Aktorov with us. He is leading uh, FEBC Far East Broadcasting in Russia and Ukraine. We are at the one-year anniversary. Hard to even imagine. It's been a year, February 24th, one-year anniversary of the Russian invasion to Ukraine. It's hard to get your mind around. It really is. Victor, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. I know you're on an international call from Kiev, Ukraine. And uh, thank you for being with us, sir. Oh, it's so, so good to be here. Tell us what's going on. A lot of the Boom crew jumped on board, and has, uh, we've got a lot of financial partners that have jumped in with you and said, let's be part of getting this gospel out. FEBC is responsible for getting the gospel, not just to Ukrainians, and I know they're hungry for it, but even into Russia. Give us the broad picture of landscape. What's God doing through broadcasting in Christian radio? Yeah, of course, uh, when you get the opportunity to actually talk to the broadcasters, and this morning we were in one of our broadcasters' homes. She's the head of our counseling team. And, you know, we, we came in a little early and she was still on a counseling call. And she kind of opened the door quietly for us. And, and she was counseling a teenager who was suicidal. And we got to listen to how, how it was happening. I was, I was so impacted, Carl. It was, you know, life being saved uh, right, right there. It was almost a casual kind of kind of situation, and she talked him through and she said, "You're not alone, and and Jesus loves you." And it was amazing to hear. I know this is happening several times a day. You know, we have 35 counselors. We later had a meeting with all of them, but to to be a part of that was just just amazing. That is then amazing. Uh, she she finished the conversation and she left. It's a little apartment, and she had her bicycle there. And I said, "Well, that that's a nice bike." said, you know what, that's a special bike because the invasion happened, and it happened right in her city, kind of on, on the outskirts of Kiev. 
And she said, you know, when the explosion started to happen and helicopters were flying, she thought it was Ukrainian helicopters and it was actually Russian. And then she was on the phone with a friend. Then they heard a huge explosion and they were scared. And the friend said, well, maybe you can come to, to my part of the town. And, and she said, but how can I? You know, it's dark. I don't know what to do. And she said, well, you have a bike. So she jumped on the bike. It was an electric bike, but she said, I forgot that. It was electric. I was pedaling and just going to, you know, to to different side of town. And yeah. she came in shaking like never before. She said, "Never before in my life was so scared." And this is the lady who is who is leading the ministry and pulling teenagers. We we just did some analysis. About 34% of the people who are calling us are under 30 years old. A lot of teens are calling us. Wow. It's a little easier with kids because, you know, parents can talk to them and, and say that everything will be okay. Teenagers know it's not going to be okay. They they see their friends dying. I was just talking to one one of them, young lady. I was trying to interview her. And she's 14. And she just broke down crying. It happened about eight months ago. And she said, I cannot even talk about this. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is where the country is. Yeah. And this is where our broadcasters are. Our director, Edward, just lost his dear friend, his, his cousin, uh, who was serving, helping uh, Ukrainian soldiers. A rocket came. That happened like two weeks ago. So he's, he's living through this pain and then, and then serving people who are listening. So yeah. it is an amazing feeling, yeah. an amazing wow. feeling. Uh, Dr. Viktor Oktorov, our guest right now from Far East Broadcasting in Eurasia. Uh, how are your broadcasters, are they continuing to be able to broadcast or have in restrictions increased? You've been giving us updates each time uh, you've been with us. Do they still have the freedom to broadcast both throughout Ukraine and even into Russia? In, in Russia, it's a different story. That There are so many difficulties there. And some of them I cannot even talk on the radio um, because of security issues. Sure. But today in Russia, we have we still have millions, not Hundreds of thousands, but millions of listeners every every month. And the ministry continues under very, very, very difficult circumstances. And the pressure is tremendous. The craziness in Russia uh, is just difficult to explain. And it is painful for us to see what's going on, how, how crazy the nation is today. But at the same time, people are looking for something real. People understand what's going on on TV is, is just nonsense and, and they're looking for something that resonates with their hearts and, and they're responding to our broadcast on the internet by the thousands. In Ukraine, I met um, with one of the Ukrainian officials and he is asking if we can open a station in, the, in a different city. He says, we really need your content. Uh, they see the, the reaction that people get when they listen wow. to FBC. And he says, you know, we have about a thousand different media organizations in Ukraine. There's not one of them who is bringing hope like you do. Oh, this is wonderful. Victor Aktorov, our guest, and uh, Boom Crew, you're listening to this going, okay, I've heard enough. How in the world do I get involved? Let's let's get really practical. What are your goals right now? Let's break it down to nuts and bolts. Are you in need of studio uh, support, as in uh, building out studios? Are you still building antennas? What are you up to right now, Dr. Victor? Well, our main need is is people. Is people. We we doubled our team of counselors. Now we we had to triple it. Uh, we we still are not a, able to answer all the calls. Also opened uh, a line for text uh, for people who are texting, mostly teenagers, and there are hundreds of texts every day that we cannot answer. So so we are bringing more people. Seminary students who are now being trained to to answer those um, those calls. So this is this is our biggest need, the people. Last night I learned, uh, and Carl, I, I just broke down crying. Our program director, who is at the center of all of this, Max, he's he's being drafted into uh, into Ukrainian army to be a chaplain there. So uh, I don't know what we're gonna do. God will provide the answer. Yeah. What's it cost uh, to get a person in there for a day? Let's break it down. How much? I don't have any idea. What? Because you need to give these seminary students some shekels here. What? It, what's it cost in American dollars to get a person in there for a day to help counsel? The equipment that they need and everything. So, so roughly it's about three hundred dollars for a month. For a month, so, ten, get... ten bucks a day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
That's a lot of distance for the money, Allie. My goodness. Yes. That sounds like a great investment. This is not just a counselor sitting there and doing psychological work. This is somebody who is pulling people from death to life, literally. Yeah, you're right, Victor. If you're getting that because it's a little bit tough connection, these are not just counselors talking with people. These are people that are counseling, bringing people from death to life. Dr. Victor Aktorov is his name, and I'm asking you while he's on the phone here right now, Allie, let's get this link out. And I'm asking you to think about a $10 gift that's a day or a $300 gift that's a month to get a counselor mobilized from seminary, and they just lost one of their coordinators to drafted into chaplaincy, and who knows what's going to come his way. But what a golden opportunity we have here for relatively low-cost investment to invest in the lives of precious people. This is Far East Broadcasting, Dr. Victor Akhtarov, who we're talking to right now. Text the word WAR if you want to uh, donate or if you want more information. They have a prayer guide. They have a word guide to help you kind of follow along with what's going on there. Text the word WAR to 312-274-9624. Text the word WAR, 312-274-9624. You'll see the donate button in there in green right there on the website. Victor, let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for Victor. I thank you for his team. I thank you for those precious souls. I thank you for this young lady who's counseling. And uh, she looks over and says, that that bike's a bit of a miracle bike. Those kind of stories are just amazing. And Father, I'm asking by the power of your Holy Spirit, would you mobilize people, men and women, right now to run to the aid of a phenomenal organization and great people? who are dishing up hope and bringing people out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light and fuel them with all the resources they need. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, the link is WAR to 312-274-9624. Just text the word WAR to 312-274-9624. Victor, thank you, my friend, for being with us today. Thank you so much. It's always a privilege, and uh, we, we love you guys. We, we talk about uh, you. It is just wonderful to have brothers and sisters like that in Chicago. Thank you, Victor. Dr. Victor Akarov, everyone. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsor Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Three years into our struggling marriage in 1984, I'm reading a text here. Three years into our struggling marriage in 1984 from the pulpit at my husband's church, I heard, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Changed their life forever. Wow. She says, I was, had been struggling to try to earn salvation, but today, from that day on, they were a Christian by grace. What is grace? Grace is God's power to do in us what we can't do in ourselves, And this is what we've got to remember over and over in Jesus' teaching. We know that there is nothing that we can bring to the table. Every person that approached Jesus came to him not with what they had done. In fact, the only one who came to Jesus with claims of what he had done was the rich young ruler. And when Jesus spun the whole conversation around and he says, I got one more for you. Give all that you have to the poor. He said, that's a bridge too far. I can't do it. I've tried to obey this and that. And all Jesus was doing was revealing a substitute God in his life that needed to be dismantled. Not that Jesus wants you to liquidate all your assets and give it to a local church. He wants your heart. And he wants to know if there's substitute gods in the way. And one of the biggest substitute gods that's been proliferated in American Christianity is the notion that somehow we can do something that can earn our salvation. Somehow we can create a life that is constructed, that is good enough that it will earn God's favor. Mm -hmm. It does not work. It it never works. And it's interesting because when we get into that way of life, the how are we good enough ends up coming down to us. You know, it's like, okay, well, I can do this. 
I can do, maybe I can do a little bit of this over here. Cause that's not all that bad, but this, and then we kind of become our own gods dictating what is good enough and what's not good enough. And there's just no truth in that. And there's no peace in that either. Yeah. Jesus is so clear that there's going to come a time we've been looking at this the last couple of Freedom Fridays out of Matthew 24, where Jesus says the day of judgment will come as in the days of Noah, where people were going about their lives and then the floods came, Mm -hmm. but they were swept away. And he says, so will the coming of Son of Man be. Two men are walking down a path, one gone, the other one left behind. Two women grinding at a mill, one gone, boom, the other one left behind. And I don't want you to be left behind if you've been living with the false notion that somehow you can earn your salvation. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we think, well, can't I be good enough to somehow merit favor with God? Listen to what Jesus, or excuse me, the Apostle Paul said to the church in Ephesus when he's applauding them for what they got right. He says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. So the power of God has done something in them that is radical. Grace is God's power to do in us what we can't do in ourselves. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Faith is putting our trust in God. So it's it's putting your full belief, everything that you are, trusting that his work was enough and that you don't have to add to that. And that you can't add to that. How do I mean you can't add to that? He goes on to say, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Let me ask you this. Have you boasted in your heart, maybe not to man, but you've boasted in your heart and said, pretty good. Apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. Jesus compared the righteousness of man, the best that we can bring to the table, as filthy rags. And I don't think I need to illustrate that for you. This is a pretty hardcore illustration. Jesus is saying these are empty. They can provide nothing. They really have no worth compared to the worth of Jesus Christ who came to this earth and died as a living sacrifice. He died, was buried three days later. He rose from the dead. And we have a, we have a God that loved you so much that he came to set you free from the treadmill of works. The reason I want to go after this today is that we live in a city that has been permeated with a representation of what it means to have faith that is far from the truth of God's word. Maybe you were raised in a faith tradition that you felt like, I can be good enough. I can pay penance. I can work my way forward. I can ask for forgiveness and then try to do better. Here's what I need you to know. There is no work that you can do that can earn your salvation. None. Scripture is clear. All we like sheep have gone astray, each to his own way. But Jesus came on a rescue mission for your soul. And I just want to cut to the chase here right now. If you've been on this treadmill of good works, thinking you can somehow earn favor with God, I got great news for you. The pressure is off. You can stop running. You can stop performing. If by faith you're ready to give God your life today. I think sometimes the reason that we think our good works can do it or we hope that they can is that we're really trying to hold on the life that we're making for ourselves, and then over here trying to live it good enough where we can somehow gain and curry God's favor. Absolutely. I think it's, hey, I kind of still want to do my own thing, but if I can just make God happy enough with me, I can have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. You know, that's a good way to put it, young thunder. Yeah. So I'm talking to you this morning. And right now you might be getting a little bit sweaty palmed mm-hmm. and it's, you're going, oh my goodness. Now that's not me. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit, he is God, and he is here, and he convicts the world, according to John 16, 9, regarding sin, righteousness, and judgment. And here's what's beautiful. God, in this moment, on this Freedom Friday, is speaking into your heart, and he's calling you off the treadmill of good works, trying to have the cake and eat it too, and he's saying, give me your life, all of it right now. It's a simple little illustration I saw it years ago as a kid. It's a rudimentary little illustration that will capture this. Imagine a chair sitting there on a floor and someone asks you, do you believe that chair will hold you up? And you can say, I believe it can. But really, the essence of belief is plopping your booty down in the seat saying, here, I'm putting it on display. I'm asking you to plop your heart in God's hand today. I'm asking you to surrender your life, your heart, and all that you are to Jesus for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. I'm inviting you off the treadmill of good works, knowing it's not by works so that no one can boast. This great church in Ephesus was applauded because they understood that salvation was a gift from God. And that it was his power, his grace alone that could save it and I'm save them. And I'm asking you, are you ready today to give your life to that Jesus, not the Jesus that you made up in your mind or that someone tried to pass off to you? And if you are, I want you to just pray with me right now. Say, Jesus, I believe. Today, by faith, I'm putting my trust in you. I'm willing to admit I have sin in my life. And today, this morning, I want to say I'm grateful that Jesus went to the cross for my sins. He paid the price so that I wouldn't have to even try to work any longer. I give you my life today. Tell him that. Every bit of me, for the first time ever, I'm done trying to be okay with you. I'm I'm done trying, trying to earn my salvation. I'm done trying to let my works outweigh my sin. You see my sin. You give me a free gift of salvation, and today I give you my life. I believe, God. Your spirit is convicting me that today is the day to give my life to you. And today I tell you, I believe. Tell him that. I believe. I believe that you died for me. And I'm believing you for the gift of salvation today. I believe. And if that's you, my friend, no matter where you are right now, I'm asking you to pull to the side of the road if you're driving. I know. God's coming out of the blue into your heart today, and I want to welcome you to the family, and I want to do it in a really practical way. We've got a cool little blog that I want to send to you that's going to help you in your first steps in this brand new journey with Jesus Christ. Just text the word welcome. Get to the side of the road. Get to a place in your home. Get to the phone. Just text the word welcome to our number here. The last several Fridays, we've had so many people that have never texted before. That might be you today. Maybe you've texted many times for resources before, but today is a day of salvation. Today, you're experiencing freedom, and you know it because weights are coming off your back. You feel like you've been ushered into this brand new world you have. You've come from darkness and into light. It's real as real can be, and we want to help you with your first steps with Jesus. So text the word welcome to our number right now. I'm going to give it to you slowly. Text it in right now. 312-274-9626. Come on, right now. Text the word welcome to 312-274-9624. And coming up in just a couple of minutes after we play the song, I'm going to just shout out the last four numbers of your number just to say, hey, we see you. Welcome to the family. Just like right now, 0705. Welcome to the family. Just text the word welcome to 312-274-9624. Some of you like this person that just texted in has been texting so many times before, but they've just come to Jesus. 1125, welcome to the family. First time ever texting, we see you, my friend. 
5329. Welcome to the family. First time ever texting. Just come on in right now. Wherever you are all across Chicagoland, just welcome to the family. First time texter again, 4612. Welcome to the family. That's what we're talking about here today. And you know, when you surrender your life to Jesus and Jesus sets you free from effort, straining, performing, and trying to be good enough, it's just like one huge exhale and everything changes. 9651, first time ever texting. Welcome, welcome to the family. 9789, all these are first time texting. Welcome to the family. Welcome. Welcome, my friend. Another one, first time ever texting. 9588, welcome to the family. 4940, welcome to the family. 7004, welcome to the family. It's an awesome thing when you realize that Jesus, the Son of God, came to this earth for you. It's an amazing thing. 85, 82, welcome to the family. Wherever you are today, you're giving it all up today for the sake of Christ. You're saying, no more am I going to work to try to earn favor with God. Today, I'm putting my faith in Jesus. I'm confessing my sin and giving my life to him. We want to welcome you, and I'm going to help you with your first steps just by sending you a little document back to you saying, welcome to the family, 8582, welcome to the family. First time texter in here. That's how powerful God's grace is today. Continue to just text it in. Get to the side of the road, get someplace. I know some of you are mopping up tears like I am in here for crying out loud. And I'm That's right. the reason I have tears coming down my face this morning is I'm just overjoyed because I know this guy, Carl, 1984, Jesus transformed my life, never to be the same again. And that's you today. Coming up, shout out some more numbers. 312-274-9624. Giving your life today, just text WELCOME to 312-274-9624. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.